Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Australia's first ever online workplace mental health induction. You can learn more about a custom induction for your business by visiting www.mentallywellworkplaces.com.au. For our listeners today, I have Sonia McDonald from Leadership HQ. Um, Sonia does a lot of amazing work in leadership around kindness and courage and is creating a great movement of kind and courageous leaders. Sonia is about to finish her third book. Is that right, Sonia? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, has not it? Yes. Yeah. But if you want to know more about Sonia and the great work her and her team are doing, pop onto her um, website, which is sonia.org or .com.au. Oh, .com.au. Uh, yeah. But we're about to launch a new website as well um, for Leadership HQ. So it's leadershiphq.com.au or outstandingleadershipawards.com.au, which you're a finalist in. Yeah, so, we're yeah. really excited to yeah. be part of that. Yeah, we, we support your philosophy 100%. I know you do. You got, you've all been beautiful. So thank you for that. <laughs> That's all right. So, Sonia, it's been a trying time for everybody over the last few months. How are you finding you and your clients are managing to work with kindness and courage through this time? Uh, I think the thing that's definitely resonated during this time is people are loving the messaging. So I remember back in March when it all kind of hit, a lot of people had said to me, Sonia, put the awards on hold, reschedule them to next year. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, we've got hundreds of nominations. We're in the process of putting together a list or announcing the finalists. I said, we have to stay courageous during this time. So I have to move forward with this movement and awards, you know, and the work we're doing around kindness and being kind, being courageous, being inclusive. And... And then when we launched them, I was really glad we did because during this time, we have received so much great feedback from people saying, we love the fact that you've you've got this messaging, like you're out there actually espousing kindness and courage, which we need. Absolutely. Um, More than ever. Yeah. uh, More than ever. But I mean, I am seeing... I am seeing my clients, like I've been reaching out a lot. We've been reaching out a lot to our clients or people in our network to just say, how can we help you? We're here to help you. And people have really loved that. I wish I was seeing that more, to be honest, Sally. Like I wish I was seeing a lot more. Of, I think during this time I have seen people get quite into fear and into their bubble. Yes, we've seen that, that too. Yeah. yeah, I need to protect myself and I'm like, well... I get that. I mean, kindness is also about being kind to yourself, but also true kindness is about helping each other out during this time as well. Yeah, you're right. But I think you're right in that we've seen in our clientele the fear, you know, the fear I might lose my job, I can't pay my mortgage, um, I'm on JobKeeper, that kind of fear. And then it's the leaders that 
are, are trying to deal with that. How how would you recommend leaders can help their um, people through that fear? Uh, I think trust is a big thing. So uh, showing kindness, I believe by showing kindness to show is really, really important because when you show that you really care and you're being kind and, and you're being really empathetic to how people, how someone might be feeling that builds trust and makes people feel safe. So that's why people, I think the kindness space being kind as, you know, a leader or a CEO or a manager of a team, I think that's really, really important. Also, I think uh, staying calm yourself. I think staying calm. I I remember when it kind of hit and every, I remember sitting, I work in this like, amazing co-working space everyone was panicking and I was sitting there at this cafe watching everyone going whoa whoa time out and I was saying to my team breathe everybody like don't panic the last like just stay calm be still don't make any rash decisions um and also I think being open and vulnerable like I you know there are plenty of times I said to people I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow I don't know what the future holds I know there's uncertainty but the thing is Life is uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen in any given moment. So by having that energy around you and kind of, I believe, panicking or stressing out about things that you can't control, it's just going to make things worse. So it's around focusing on what you can control and being open about, I don't have all the answers and having courage to say, I don't have all the answers. Yes. But why why don't we navigate this together and take care of each other together like and I just saw a lot of leaders were reacting like a lot of leaders were making people redundant getting people and things and I was like whoa 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 take a deep breath like is there any other options is there anything else you can do to help them or um, even yeah just support people as much as you can during this time yeah, and it's unknown territory. So suddenly having a team that you've been working around all day as a leader and then it's a new set of skills to lead remotely. Have you found that, you know, that's where our leaders are struggling? Suddenly it's a different set of skills than they've been used to and they've had to learn what that looks like. Yeah, I think it's definitely been, it's a different set. I mean, I think leadership's absolutely a different set of skills anyway but to lead remotely is a new set of skills I think and that's why we I mean we're doing a lot more work now online around equipping and giving people kind we're giving them a lot more around guidance and tools and skills and training and development around how to lead remotely and how it's really important that you communicate more yes and you're touching base more and uh you know you you're actually open about the fact that hey if you have your child running around you know carrying on in the background we're having a meeting that's okay like we we we've all got these different ways of working at the moment and we've just got to kind of navigate it and do the best we can considering the environment and situation we're in and, and I look at it and I think that's a good thing that we no longer fear having the children or the grandchildren or the dog barking, I, you know, that we can do our work and we are human and it's taken that kind of, um, that kind of, it's brought it back to, to we're human. 
um, and we all have these things going on. Do you think that's, what do you think about that? I, I hope that part of it stays. Uh yeah, I, I mean, I hope so too. I think it will. I, I do think it will. I mean, I'm, st I'm seeing people still, they're still, they're kind of craving uh, to go back into the office in terms of like that interaction with people. I'm seeing that, uh, which I have been as well. I've been going back into the office and I'm loving that. But I think people are going to want more of that flexibility. And Yes. Yeah. It'll be a new way of working. Like the, yeah. You can have both, really. You can have flexibility. You can go to the office a few days, but now there is the option to work at home. So if you're having a bad day, um, you can have that option of working at home. That's the part that I'm, I'm hoping will still be a choice um, when we come out of this. Yes, me too. Me too. So I think it will. I think it will be. So, Sonia, I'd like to ask you, what are the ingredients for a courageous leader? What are the ingredients for a courageous leader? Uh, understanding that fear plays <laughs> a big part of that. Uh, I don't also, I mean, courage is fear, but it's more of that mastery of fear, not the absence of it. Uh, that I think, I think that it is about, saying yes to opportunities and putting yourself out there and and going you know what I'm going to believe in myself and regardless what happens it's going to be okay so kind of you know the analogy I use which is you know I, and I wrote about it in my first book is around jumping off the cliff and kind of going I'm standing on the cliff cliff and I, this is what I really want to do and I'm just going to do it you know like I'm just going to give it a go and and uh being okay with if you fail or you stuff up. Um, what else is the ingredients of courage? Oh, I mean, I know we talk, I think we kind of make courage bigger than what it is. Um, at the moment, I'm writing my book around courage. And for me, it is definitely around uh, purpose. So knowing why you do what you do. So having the courage to go, hey, I really believe in this. This is why I want to, this is why I believe in this. So I'm going to give it a go. Courage is also about having impact, I think, around, you know, for me to be truly courageous, I know that my courage is actually going to make a difference. Um, what else is it about? Um, also resilience, I think. I know this word's been kind of, especially at this time, I think that's yes. why people, it, it is around grit, like picking yourself up and keep moving forward. Um, I just got off a call with someone this morning and she said, Sonia, out of everyone I know, you are definitely the most resilient person I know. And I said, oh, and I actually happen to agree with that because I actually do see myself as being very, very resilient. But I think sometimes we don't know how resilient we are until we have adversity. Yes. And I kind of say to people, don't wait until a challenge, until you face a challenge or adversity, because obviously it's amazing how much inner courage you have when you face adversity. But have courage any day. Like if like if this, don't wait for something to kind of go, oh, wasn't expecting that. Okay, I've got to have the resilience to overcome that. Just have the resilience to go out there and do what you want to do anyway. Like does that make sense? Yes, it um, does. Yeah. Do so, you think we can teach courage? Yes, I definitely think we can. Yeah, because even, I mean, we've everyone I think has got inner courage. You know, even yesterday I, I was on this live stream last week and someone said to me, I said on the live stream, if you need any help or advice, reach out to me. 
so she got on LinkedIn and she said, I was watching your live stream. I'm in Brisbane. I'm really struggling. Um, I'm just getting all these knocks. I'm not feeling courageous. Well, I said, can I have coffee with me for half an hour? I said, right, give me, give me the five minute spill. Where's, where is your lack of courage coming from? She said, this is what's going on. I spent the next 25 minutes going, okay, what about this, 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 this? And then she was like, oh my God. And then after about half an hour, she went, I'm feeling so much more courageous. <laughs> and I said, I said, sometimes we just need someone to, because leadership is about lifting others up. So I yes, said, it's maybe, motivating. Yeah, yeah, it's, we've got it in us. Yes. Sometimes you just need someone to say, you know, you've got the courage there. I'm going to teach you how to bring it out in you. Yeah, so, yeah. That makes that, sense, yeah. yeah. It does, and it's something that I know a lot of people think they're not courageous, like you just said. It's actually in there. It's just having someone to walk them through it that's objective and not emotionally involved, I think, in, mm. in what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. But, uh, yesterday I saw one of your um, LinkedIn posts and it really resonated with me. Our values, our mission statement. Sitting yes. up on the wall. How pretty is that? Um, tell us about the work you do around that because that to me is if we've got it on the wall, we need to live we need to live it. Yet so often I see companies with it on the wall and it's nowhere in the workplace. Tell us about your work with that because I see it too regularly. Um Yeah, I do too, which sorry, I'm just about to sneeze. Uh Look, I think I see that regularly. It, it actually, it, it's one of my biggest bugbears uh, because we do so much, and we do a lot of cultural transformation work. Uh, and any time we work with an executive team, and they go, "Oh, we've decided these are our values, and we're going to stick them up on the wall," yeah. I'll go. Okay, <laughs> how did you how did you come up with those values? <laughs> you know. I said, actually, the values, the organisation should come up as a whole with the values because they need to actually tell us what values they're seeing and what values are important to them. Um, it, it have to, I think it's one of the greatest challenges in organisations today and it's probably, I mean, people don't leave organisations, they tend to leave managers and managers that are uh, a poor managers or bad bosses or they're actually not espousing the values so they've got this kind of um dissonance between oh my gosh we have them in the induction manual and we have them on the wall and our ceo is like you know our values around blah 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 but they're actually not actually walking the talk yes people get pretty cranky about that stuff and it can be really demotivating so I think this is where courage comes in it's having the courage to say hey not walking past behavior you wouldn't accept hey you know we have integrity as a value you're not demonstrating integrity what's going on and not being and not being afraid to let people off the bus that are taking people off the bus that aren't aligned to the values as well because your values drive your behavior yes absolutely so I, I, I am seeing, I'm actually seeing it more often than not now during this time. Yes, that's why I was really interested because I am too and, that, you know, it's, it just makes me wonder what we can do to shift that, like, besides hit them over the head. <laughs> uh, what can we do to, yeah, I think 
the stick over the yeah um that could work um <laughs> i i think it's around recognizing kind of putting the mirror up in front of yourself and going how am i actually like this is why reflection's really important i think as leader individual leaders but also as teams and organizations stepping back and going how are we operating as an organization as a leadership team i mean this is why like when i come in and when we come in and do work we do any sort of analysis and we'll do like cultural assessment surveys it's fascinating to see how people within an organization see the leadership or see the values or see the culture and then when you put that mirror in front up put up that mirror in front of the ceo and go hey this is what you say you're doing but this is what actually everybody's seeing that takes a lot of courage for an organization to go we want to know how everybody is seeing us yes and, it does yes yeah and do we need to change how we're operating but a lot of companies won't do that they kind of put their head in the sand and go we don't think it's important we're only interested in that we you know delivering for our shareholders we're turning over a profit financial when i'm like well actually that's you've got to balance results and people and people now want to be part of something they want to be part i believe they want to be part of courageous conversation not courageous companies that are all about impact and purpose yes you know, and yes. and espouse those values so i think i you know and i know you're saying is you you really uh care about this as well it's about us talking about it like we are now, Sally, and going, if you're listening to this, you like Sally and I agree, <laughs> you need to start <laughs> to think about your values because it's during this time that people are watching you. They are watching people now during this time and how they're actually navigating this time. Thank you, Sonia. That's, that's very correct. But your point there of involve the team in setting the values is a crucial yeah. point because what i see is we go oh here's our values everybody live by them but if they're all out of whack with people and they're leaving their jobs staff turnover it's it is that courage of putting it out there to the staff what do we value what do we look like what are we doing so i mean we do agree and the more companies um that i think the more leaders that embrace that and be prepared to have a look and reflect on themselves the more we'll get organizations because the younger generation coming through they want to be part of a company they don't want to be just sitting there at desk doing a job without knowing the why and where it's leading so that's a really valid point i'm glad to see you doing that sort of work because there should be more of it <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think there should be too, but, you know, we're, we're out there, we're about to, uh, we're pulling together this year a great values base, 360, so, because we want companies to realise how important, because, you know, it's, it's uh, the values do drive the behaviour and you want everybody to be, you know, a lot, I mean, everyone has their own individual values, but you want them to absolutely be aligned to the company values as well. So Yeah, at least, yeah, while you're working there. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Now, um, just briefly, because I know you're a very busy lady, how did you arrive into this work? What, what led you to wanting to be a courageous and kind leader? Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> 
gosh, it's a long story, but I'll share the short version. By accident, uh, my background's in human resources and held senior, not so senior roles in HR. Uh, Last kind of HR people and culture gig was in Shanghai, China. Yes. Um, My world fell apart while I was there, became a full-time solo mum of a little uh, four-year-old. Her name's Abby. She's divine. Uh, had to come back to Australia with very little money in the bank, had to move in with my parents, couldn't find a senior HR role that would offer me flexibility because I knew that it would just, I had to take care of Abby on my own. And so I, I met someone that worked in the leadership development space I faked it in the interview and said I knew lots about leadership. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, girl, so, that's courage. Yeah, that was very courageous. So I thought I'll just buy every book I can which I <laughs> and read and I just fell in love with it. So yes. I started a blog called Leadership HQ and then t- turned the blog into a company. But about, about five years ago, kind of my world again fell apart. Uh, with my daughter's mental health. She got bullied really badly at school, uh, left school at 14, uh, tried to commit suicide. And I, and then, uh, look, and I think she's actually the most courageous person I know. Uh, She's in and out of hospital a number of times. And I just saw how unkind people were. And then I started talking and then I wrote a book for her called Just Rocket. Uh, because I could see people were getting bullied and I could see people were kind of not standing tall because of this tall poppy syndrome, like people pulling each other down or they were bullying each other and I was meeting all these people that were dealing with such poor leadership. And I thought, gosh, this we need to be, leadership's about helping each other be more, learn more, do more, and we need to do that through kindness. And, you know, you can still be, I'm not saying kindness isn't a weakness you can still be strong as a, as a person as a leader and still be kind I you know and you can still set boundaries and you can still be a certain but you can still be like you can be kind you don't have to and you can be courageous so that's kind of how I sh- kind of shifted my messaging because I said to, I thought and also I thought to myself I think our generations our future generations are seeing too much leadership around in the media around profit and results and and oh mr which is great mr afterpay is our next billionaire and i'm like and i think that's awesome like i love people that are successful but what about people that are actually significant and are actually their their actions and values and behaviors of leadership around being kind to each other being courageous being inclusive that's what we should be recognizing um that's how I started this so that's how it kind of all started that's how we're now that's what, that's what we do in our work and our coaching and our workshops and our awards is all around building great leaders that are more around behaviors and values so two very significant moments in your life paved your way so it, it was your resilience to go I need to change this um out of personal experience that that's that is courageous. Yes. <laughs> but there's been days, Sally, this year that I've gone, I don't know if I want to be courageous because <laughs> it's just been, I think we've been working so hard recently. It's like, oh, my gosh. But we, we're just going to keep moving forward and just, you know, I just think life's too short. 
let's say life's too short not to just go out there and rock it and give it give it your all and don't you think though we've been working hard because what we do is a needed service and all of a sudden people are going we really need this type of thing to help our staff through all that's happening in the world yeah absolutely yeah I definitely see that which has been uh which has been a really nice, uh, I saw this post the other day or it might have even been on the cover of a magazine that if one thing that comes out of everything is that we're kinder to each other, then that's a good thing. Because mm, mm. I know the work we do in mental health, you know, suddenly we've got lots and lots of companies putting their um, teams through mental health training because, you know, they realise that, a lot of them are struggling. So if anything, things like your training and our training is different as they are, it's come to the forefront because it actually helps people. And so I'm really glad that that part of it has, has been highlighted, you know, because we needed it anyway, but we wait for a crisis. Yeah, so I know. It's don't wait for a crisis. Have your team trained in these sort of things so that when a crisis does hit, they're able to cope. For that, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah I so, agree. So that that part of it, I guess, has been heartening to know that at least more people are getting the new skills to be able to, to work through any other types of crisis. Yeah, that's true. That's why we've got to be investing in training for mental health and leadership training all the time, not just, you know, yeah. And, and keep on shouting it out like you are um, because, that, that you know, the more we put the message on, it takes an army to create change, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> but it starts with us, which we're doing, which is wonderful. Yeah. So do you do, want to just, for our um, uh, listeners today, just briefly have a quick talk about the awards and then I'll let you go because I know you've got a 100 other things to do. Oh, that's good. It, um. Gosh, the awards. Uh, so we've started these Outstanding Leadership Awards and they're all about celebrating and acknowledging and showcasing kind and courageous leaders. And we've got 110 finalists. They're going to be on the 4th. We're celebrating it on the 4th of September um, at, a, at an event and also live streaming it. Uh, we've already started planning the 2021 awards. So they're, they're, people are really loving it. Like, loving what we stand for especially during this time it's just great the the finalists have got are just amazing like it's just it's and, and these are people that are unsung heroes like people that aren't in mainstream media they they're you know future leaders startup leaders ceos community leaders um men women whatever like there's all these teams all these great people that are out there going, you know what, we really espouse this. And they do. We, we read their submissions and we go, wow, they're just incredible people that I think are really going to, if people see see what these people are doing, it will give them inspiration and courage to also make a difference. So we're using these awards as a bit of a ripple effect to create Beautiful. more kind of courage. Yeah. And i tell you what I loved about most about your awards. I know I was a Telstra businesswoman many years ago, it was all about profit, KPIs, turnover, all of those sorts of things. Being part of your awards was, wow, 
we don't have to go into that because this is about people. And yeah. they'll now go, finally, an award that's not about ego. It's about lifting people up and recognising all of those unsung heroes out there doing great work. And that, to me, was like, I want to be part of this because... I love that. <laughs> most awards you have to get your accountant involved, your yeah. this, your that. But, I mean, that, that I hope that your awards continue for a lot of years because for someone that might only be turning over minimum but is doing great stuff to be recognised is a really special thing to do. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, the amount of awards, like I've been um, a finalist in some of the Telstra Awards and a couple of other award, leadership awards, and I've had interviews with the judges and things. I was blown away at how much, and I, and I think um, I think the Telstra Awards are great, by the way. <laughs> I'm not trying yeah, to like... I, I'm not that. knocking them. No, I'm not no, knocking them. No, I know either. <laughs> I know you're not either. I think it's like, like there's so many great awards out there, but I kind of... Uh, I agreed. The process was very, and I met, and I know a couple of the judges of some of these awards, and they go, Sonia, unless you are showing, it's very P&L focused. Yes, you know? it is. And I went, but how can that, I, I could be running a billion dollar company, but I could be not being a very, like I, I could be a really horrible person, horrible, you know, why would I, why is that being recognised, not the fact that, I might be turning over hardly anything, but at least I'm making a difference to the world. Yeah, yeah. And I found other awards very profit and turnover focused, but I hope these do continue for a long time. Because, they will. <laughs> but yeah, well, that because to me that that was more joyous process when we went through it at looking at what, differences we're making than going oh god we haven't quite got x amount of profit oh and whereas this was quite a um a nice process to go through to pull out your strengths and actually have a look at them so yeah well thank you for that feedback so they're going to be even bigger and better next year so oh well let's hope that we haven't got covid to deal with next year yeah, Who knows? <laughs> well look i want to thank you so much for your time today i know you're really busy but i want to help get this message out there as much as possible so for all our listeners if you want to contact Sonia what's the best way Sonia oh just yeah just through my website soniamcdonald.com.au or uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn so you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well and yeah if there's anything we can do to help we're all about being kind so reach out if there's anything we can do to help and support you as well Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Um, it's been a delight to talk to you. Thank and you. Thanks, Sonia. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcentre.com.au.